0: It is the morning of the twenty seventh of september twenty nineteen. Good morning and welcome to PBE Daily, the early mornings and late night podcast. My name is Point Blanky Vombi. I'm thoroughly grateful that I actually get to make this podcast this morning. I did one podcast earlier this week and I didn't want to end this week with actually at least contributing at least one more episode because this entire week has had great things happen and I wouldn't want to put all that to rest without actually adding a bit of the great energy I'm receiving, the great energy I'm gaining back and the great Fulfillment of the craft that I actually do enjoy doing which is not only just hosting events and talking on camera and off camera And also making this podcast. So this is actually a great moment for me to actually touch on I am On steady growth in the stuff I work on in the office and it's actually coming out even better than I expected because some of the Beautiful things about when you're trying to make an animation come to life is the moment when stuff starts crystallizing in, in it of itself when I mean there were certain shots i'll actually hold back and only visit when i fully understand what i'm about to make the characters do and this week i had two three money shots which normally are the heaviest shots you're supposed to actually animate and they came to life and they i know it didn't work to the advantage of how quickly i'd like to make the animations come to life but to have those things execute and finish Perfectly, I was like a kid in a candy store. I was very, very happy about that. Uh, on top of that, being able to actually get uh, to meet some of my favorite people on earth and hang out with them and actually talk to them about potential business I would like to do next, and rocking a nightclub courtesy of um, Martell Blue Swift. And even tonight, I'm going to be doing an event rocking with. Um, supported by another alcohol brand uh, which has been one of those elusive brands Which, I, when i got into entertainment there were certain brands i actually had on a kill list as far as wanting to work with those particular brands and tonight i get to work with absolute vodka and i can't wait to see how that plays out and yep believe it or not since it's a friday for those who are in Nairobi, kenya alchemist boombox point blank is back on stage hyping for mix master lenny and dj slick and these are my, two of my one of my favorite djs of all time when it comes to actually making a, new, uh, a great impression on the crowd and making perfect use of a perfect night so though heavy because my voice was being heavily uh used this week this is the first time i've had more than three things i had to do and I think I'm gonna spend ninety percent of this day in the office, just utterly quiet, which is not news at all. It's something I always do. I, I normally get there, get my coffee, you know, sugar, sit in the back, and just get the animations done. Whenever I needed to actually have brainstorms, I'll well, brainstorm. But I don't think i will really be required for any brainstorm of any sort. But should that happen, I shall contribute. But until then, I'll be meme all the way, all to the end. Hope I got that word right. Now, the thing I wanted to talk about today is inspired by a certain. Uh, books and certain interviews that I've been watching for the last couple of days and another topic I was going to touch on, I'm probably going to sit on it a little bit longer because I need it to actually properly crystallize in my head before I actually touch on it but this one is, is informed by um, video interviews that I was watching. There's uh, this, con- this contribution to the hip-hop world called um, The Pull-Up. It's a video interview that is done by Joe Budden. It takes at least two to three hours to sit down with hip-hop personalities both young and older and from his generation and they sit down and and discuss conversationally uh, the journey of hip-hop that they've actually personally been going through and i was sitting down and he was having an interview with a a young rapper called russ and he's no he's not young in the game of hip-hop because he started making music when he was in his early 20s and he's now in his late 20s already making it into the forbes list as far as his successes on tour visiting uh, countries in europe and visiting countries in south america and being uh, an italian um, native as far as his culture and still having a great command of hip-hop he did say a couple of things that actually really really stood out with me and and they really resonated with me as well and the thing that he actually spoke on was um he does not understand why he's not allowed to be flagrant in hip-hop if flagrancy in hip-hop is actually something that's supposed to be pushed out, and tell him where he can go and be flagrant. He is a personality that is actually aggressive, and it's something that actually, it made me start thinking back uh, to how the last couple of years have been to the culture that is hip-hop, and the next topic I'm going to talk about on on, on the next podcast is actually this is a lead up to what is going to be said in that podcast, and hints of what that topic is going to be, I'm also going to infiltrate in this particular topic, because it's interesting how all these ideas have been going side by side. Now, when I got into hip-hop as a, young, as a younger man, the whole idea that actually really stood out with me was the fact that when it came to earning your stripes in hip-hop, it meant going into the battlefield and earning that which is your keep. And I never wanted to get into rap without earning the stripes that I'm supposed to have in, in the forefront, as far as being able to be considered an MC. I heard from an interview with um, uh, Cool Mo D, Cool G Rap and all the founding MCs of uh, the very first hit songs in in hip-hop music as far as guys who were actually masters of of ceremony because the MC, that's what it stood for initially. It was master of ceremony. The first star of hip-hop was a DJ. If the DJ wasn't playing the music in the background, you weren't able to do anything in the foreground. And because the the DJ sometimes doesn't really speak, you needed a person to keep on making uh, great explanations of how great the DJ is. And Ice-T was one of those people who would actually tell you, and he was a, a representative of the West Coast, but he understood the culture importance of these particular words um if you really want to dive into that there's a documentary called beef um it was done by qd3 quincy jones iii and if you go sit down and watch those beef documentaries you'll understand from the birth of hip-hop all the way up to like documentaries like hip-hop evolution you will see that the very first MC's veracity was your friend MCs had to prove themselves as far as when you speak poetically on that microphone it actually just gave you even more power to actually make yourself even the most influential and most aggressive and most ferocious guy in your community and because you were actually given the chance to hold the microphone and be the guy who speaks in high regard of the man behind the decks you became the truth now cut to the mid-90s and from the early to the mid 90s leading up to the late 90s where hip-hop was starting to really really flourish as far as the craft and as far as the, the f- financial gains that you would have in the music. I wanted to see myself get to that level but I wanted to earn the stripes the same way guys earned their stripes in the 80s so one of the first things I did was start to learn how to freestyle. I got really good at that and as far as freestyle goes I still continue, continue to push push myself to have notoriety in freestyle rap. I'm still respected in that regard and I hope to get better one of the few people who I, I know I cannot take their heads off as far as freestyle rap is concerned is my best friend Big Mike and I know a time is going to come we will probably just keep on pushing because we always try outdo each other and it's one thing I love about the, the the relationship we have as far as our friendship goes we will always go to one, to attack each other when it, when it comes comes to the how great we can perform goes because i'll kick a couple of bars and my bars will go a certain way and Be like oh you think you got me with those ones and then he'll come in and go even higher and the craft we both have keeps getting better and for those who are listening to this and you get and feeling frustrated because you're asking yourself how come you guys are not in the game then i'll tell you this we figured our own way to do things is the only way we'll actually get to execute them as long as there's breath within our lungs we're going to make sure we make music come to life but we're going to do it in our terms on our, our timeline believe it or not we do intend to make that come to life and coming back to russ when i was watching that russ interview and talking about how the flagrancy needed to exist in my initial stages of watching how in the in the 2000s rappers became more and more introverted as far as speaking about their feelings and their emotions and that which they're actually fighting within themselves the empathic side of me yes was happy that we're actually able to speak away from the toxicity that is seen by society but that toxicity ended up affecting the quality of rap that came out. Right now, we have very many rap stars and I can literally, at the top of my head, count maybe three or four of them who came from the battle scene and earned their stripes from the battle scene. The beauty of the convenience of being able to make recordings of great albums within the comfort and confines of home literally led to you becoming a superstar without having your your iron sharpened by fellow MCs so if anything you're learning how to be a greater MC once you're already successful in the industry and as a result it's something that is coming out a victim of um, the fact that no one has been trained or no one has been groomed to hold on to the craft that actually became the redeeming factor of young minds and young individuals who are growing up in different neighborhoods across the globe. Now, I'm not one to shoot myself in the foot or to try and stand above all others and tell others to, to, to bow to me because I think I, I've done enough research to actually speak as a voice of authority that is not the case i do not want to start making it sound as if i want to shun or look down upon the young minds that are getting into hip-hop currently that is not the case hip-hop was bound to evolve and it did trap is a child of hip-hop Crunk was also a child of hip-hop the different kind of cadences and raps that actually came out in the last couple of years were all children of hip-hop we are not about to start making things go sideways but also we have to look at things in the side of how the generations have been groomed differently In the conversation i was having with a couple of friends of from the different eras of, of Kenyan music we knew for a fact since we come from a slightly older generation that the influences we had as far as what made us want to become business people, business moguls and business owners were mafia and gangster movies. And I also said in a, in a previous podcast that it's no surprise that in many cases, no person who's done clean business is a person we look up to and want to emulate. People who were bullies and bad guys in those particular movies are the guys who actually got successful. Think about the movie... Um, Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps and the movie Wall Street itself greed is good was a statement put out and whenever i feel i'm in a certain state and i want to do something and i know i'm pushing myself way too aggressively and i'm trying way too hard to get a one-up in that situation the first thing i'll say is my greed is getting the best of me but i say it with a smile because i am greedy and i will continue to be so i am not a person who actually gets into physical confrontations or get into physical altercations in the first place but I am a firm person to believe that when you come into a room and you want to be given respect and you want to control that room You have to come from a position of a hunter. I for one only hunt on the terms that I find perfect. The difference between me, like say for example in the flagrancy that I have received in in hip-hop is this everyone has their strategy when it goes into being in a battle I have touched on this on my on my contributing uh, curating show on Lit360 and I'm going to really bring it back here because it's very important for me to add to the fact that Russ, the, the hip-hop artist when he was sitting down with Joe Budden actually put this across because another thing I'll tell you about Joe Budden before I really break down what I'm about to go into is Joe Budden is a person who actually speaks very very openly about his bouts with depression, the fact that his esteem issues used to affect how he would actually behave in hip-hop and in his older age yes he still battles with depression and and self-esteem and all these things but that it still affords him the chance to sit down with the hip-hop personalities from across the globe and talk to them. It's very, very important to him. that, And he's glad that he's actually still able to contribute and not be a gatekeeper but be more of a person who curates and betters the industry by speaking to you know, individuals who found their own way and chartered their own waters and found their own way up. Russ is a guy who talked about reading books by Deepak Chopra and all that. And if you don't do the research, you're a bum for for failing aggressively because you don't want to do the knowledge and do the information because those the things that actually stood out in the game of hip-hop. The more information you had, the more aggressive you became. The guys who were considered the greatest rappers of all time all used to either a pick up the English dictionary and read it back-to-back or found the perfect value of words and use those words to actually better themselves in rap. I personally use the following things to better myself in battle rap to better myself in rap and even to better myself in how i speak in my everyday life i love shakespearean plays i love plays period i love audiobooks i love this the way narratives are told and because of all these things that are influences of the perfect use of voice and the perfect use of um tone and the f- perfect use of um alterations of uh, personality I take those to great advantage and they are, and it shows in how I speak it shows in how I carry myself and so it also shows in how I fulfill my execution of rhyme and all that so when it comes to the whole idea of how to battle an MC I use this following war strategy because I also listen and watch a lot of war movies and I try find the personality that actually stood out now when I'm doing my prep to get into a battle the first thing I do is follow the template of the alleged training that was given to Heath Ledger. And I know I've touched on this before on a podcast. And this is just coming back and revisiting because all the information I learn, I always revisit and come back to. I'll A, watch horror movies and let them sink as far into my mind as possible. B, I'll not even listen to any form of rap whatsoever because i want the translation of that horror movie i watched and how that horror movie made me feel to come through whenever i'm speaking to the mc when i come into the ring with an mc the last thing i want to do is use the physical to my advantage because when i tell you check out your clothes check out your shoes check out your blah 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 like that those kind of uh, attack lines are it's like pinching someone or punching someone in the face. Physical wounds wounds heal. When I get into a battle, I come for your mind. I come for your esteem. I come for your personality. When I get into a battle, the last thing you're going to do is even look in my direction with the thought or even the hint of ideas that maybe I can actually take this guy out. I want you to have nightmares about me when I'm done ripping you apart, word for word, bar for bar. And in very few circumstances or very few situations, as a person had a battle with me and rose to come back and speak about it again, the few have been able to rise back. We've been able to continue doing business together. We've continued to be successful successful because they also understand that you have to attack that which a person feels is their strongest point and if we keep on attacking each other's minds and after that we're able to laugh about it and be like yeah well, you, you had me on a one-up with that one those are the few people who actually still exist and it's why some people will always float to the surface in the music industry and others will not I recently spoke in, a, in one of the podcasts about how Kobe Bryant had a kill list he had this obsessive nature where he thought about how he's going to execute an MC and how how he's gonna he's gonna take sorry execute a basketball player. My bad. He's gonna execute a basketball player both on and off the court because he's there to compete to the very best of his ability. Alpha male quality is what one thing that actually stood very important into emceeing. And when I was listening to Russ and he spoke about the flagrancy, all I've really realized was this: we haven't really taken the time to notice that the more we become. Um, empathic and beta about our everyday life, the more everything seems to overwhelm us in every way, shape, and form. And there's a book that actually came across my my eyes and, and information as my, I was doing the research and doing the knowledge. And it was a book about the first-rate madness of world leaders and the kind of insanity that comes when you want some kind of power. The book is written and, and it explains certain... Um, Uh, world leaders as they're understood by um, a a, a psychiatrist and a psychologist and the thing is this any person who's actually wanted to get into a politics b the military that comes with a certain degree of madness and those particular people when it come to that degree of madness they are high functioning people when it comes to how insane they have a drive in wartime in peacetime they cannot function because there's nothing for them to confront and attack think about it about the fight or flight that you have when a deadline is right in front of you and you really are trying to figure out things at the very very last minute at the tail end of that which you want to execute that is where the madness comes in when i when i made an episode a couple of days back about kobe Bryant's obsessive nature and how i wanted to make obsessive uh cadences in my own mind and execution of things At first, I knew that to a certain extent, people would probably find that very confrontational in that sense, but then people are not involved in my everyday mental execution of that which is my mission. So why again am I putting myself in their shoes and trying to see things from their lens? They're not present when I sit in this room in the the dark and make this podcast. They're not present when I sit in that room in the office and I put my earphones on and make the animations come to life. They're not there when I leave the office in the evening with a smile on my face, super glad that the thing that i had on my kill list as far as execution of work in that day when those 12 or so hours are completed they are not present to watch me leave that room and say yep it got them this time and tomorrow we'll do it all over again so the book really touches on and i've really I haven't finished it yet it's like a couple of hundred pages yes but the first character they really discuss is ulysses s grant i believe is the name he was one of the the military leaders during the um the civil war in the united states i, I hope i got his name right if i didn't i apologize but just find the book uh, the madness in world leaders the first read madness is what the book is called and this man failed in business he's failed in his attempts to actually get corporate and all that but when it came to times of war he was he was always like finicky not sit not sitting still he, he was constantly just trying to get into the the, the bout like it's like his anxiety and and excitement worked to his advantage during times of war. He was not very social when he was trying for war and he was not really looked at as a person who was considered a leader, but if it wasn't for him a lot of the successes that happened during the civil war and why America is still America today is thanks to a certain extent not to glorify it but it's thanks to a certain extent to the madness within his mind when you want certain degrees of power in life you have to be mad enough to go through and execute it and it's one thing i actually find interesting when i'm looking at the current date of the american election for 2021 i believe and for 2020 my bad for the 2020 to find their president in 2021 and the big issue is this a character and personality like donald trump is attractive to people because he doesn't seem to be flinched moved or in any way affected by you trying to attack his personality and ego he went through that when he was a teenager and because he went through that as a teenager he will continue to look at the world as beneath him because you need to look at the world in a maddened state of they're never going to see things my way and so i have to impose my authority upon them and is why i literally feel he's still going to be in leadership and even if he doesn't make it into leadership we shall never deny that the man is number 45 i'm not saying that i'm trying to praise him as far as his world leadership skills are concerned i'm not saying that because also the war for him was getting into the presidency the fails are the fact that peacetime is because we are now supposed to run the country you're not trained for that but the execution of him being able to become president just makes it possible now anybody can also be president of the United States. It's a beauty pageant. It's a beauty contest. It's how it's been for a couple of years. And most of the beta people, who and I would call them beta because they weren't really like confrontational driven in personality for politics because anybody who can speak in certain degrees of eloquence is probably a person who's very refined. And because they come from privilege or they come from a position of, yes, they were always encouraged to do certain things they end up being unable to deal with a character such as a Donald Trump. And this is the part on this tail end of this podcast where I say it hints towards the next episode I'm going to make. When you want to be an alpha, consider the fact that in the last couple of years, and it's been exactly, or I'm paraphrasing, Allegedly, it's been 20 years since the medal of participation was invented or coined or given to generations in pol- in sports and in, in uh, debates and things like that. You cannot have, say, an Olympic game where everyone is given a medal for participating. There has to be a winner and there has to be a loser. I remember when I played sports, whenever I failed, I was told you lost and you take that with you and you go home. I never played physical sports because of an injury I had as a kid, but that is not important. The fact is, You had a definitive winner and a definitive loser. And when you're told you've lost, you're then asked, so what are you going to do now? The whole idea is pick myself up and prepare myself for the next time because a guy can't be winner forever. With that being said, these are just my thoughts. I'm just letting you know that this next episode I'm going to make is probably going to still touch on the alpha and the beta type personalities that actually have to be brought back into not only the music industry and not only the way we live our daily lives, but we have to find our hunter-gatherer instinct again in order to play a game in this world. Most of the people who lead us right now are bullies because bullies found a weakness. There's a loophole for them to actually walk in and take over. Say it with me. Be Caesar... Or be nothing at all. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Remember, if you're in Nairobi tonight, Boombox is a place to be. I will be your hype man for the night. We're going to rock the very last one of these Fridays of the month of September. Until then, Uno.